2: This is the American Greed Podcast presented by CNBC. I'm Stacy Keach. In this American Greed
1: special. This is such a wild story. The unsolved double murder of a prominent attorney's wife and son is making new
2: headlines. An unprecedented tale of small town power. If you had a problem, they can make it go away.
0: But then you
3: owed them. And big time greed. Alex preyed on his Victims who were his clients, they're right in front of him.
2: For a century, the Murdochs, a powerful family of lawyers and prosecutors, hold a tight grip over a
4: large swath of South Carolina. You didn't want to be on the other end of what they were working on.
2: But behind the aura of respectability, prosecutors say Alec Murdoch is hiding a trove of devious schemes worth nearly $20 million. Have you ever
3: heard of a case where the defendant and the plaintiff's lawyer get together and say, we're going to take all the money? Prosecutors say his crimes extended to an eight-year money laundering and painkiller ring.
2: For years, Murdoch seems untouchable, but when tragedy strikes... Mm-hmm. His alleged crimes come out of the dark.
5: He never looked like the type of person that would do something of this nature.
2: And into the light.
0: It's yet another twist in a stunning series of events devastating the well-known family.
2: And the once powerful attorney finds himself linked to death. My girlfriend's gone, folks. After death. He's cracked the head and there's blood on the concrete. After death.
4: My
2: wife man, Tom, just got Now, Murdoch's victims and those who face off with him in court take American greed inside the story that's almost impossible to believe.
3: This is a John Grisham work of nonfiction.
2: You cannot
3: make any of this up because it's all true.
2: morning hours, in the misty winter dark, security cameras roll as 19-year-old Paul Murdoch emerges from a boat, saddles up to a bar, and quickly downs two shots. The son of Alec Murdoch, a prominent attorney from a powerful legal dynasty based in Hampton, South Carolina, Paul is used to getting and doing whatever he wants.
0: Well, the Murdoch family is just a legendary name in that part of the world for 100 years. And essentially, we're the power brokers, not just in, in Hampton, but in the region for a very, very, very long time.
2: After swaggering out of the bar, Paul is seen arguing with some of the five friends who've joined him for this night out on the water in his father's boat. To other members of the party, the gravity of the moment seems unclear. You see Mallory and
0: Anthony, her boyfriend, you know, laughing, holding hands. It's it's very poignant because it almost gives me chills to think about because you know you're watching the last moments of this young woman's life. It's tough to watch, honestly.
3: Oh, what? Nine one one,
0: major emergency.
3: We're in a boat crash
4: on Arthur Street. There's there's six of us and one is missing.
2: When authorities arrive, the missing girl's boyfriend, Anthony Cook, lets them know how unlikely it is that Paul, or any Murdoch, will ever face justice in this deadly incident.
4: You all know Alec Murdoch? Oh yeah, I know the name. That's his son. That's so good, bro. Good luck.
2: Alec Murdoch may seem above the law to people who know him, but the death on his boat begins to shine a light on his family
4: that could bring him down. You can see him sitting there, and the walls start closing in, because now he and his entire family was under a level of scrutiny that they had never, never experienced in the life of that family.
2: In the months that follow his son's boat crash, An unprecedented tale of power and greed will be revealed. It's got family
0: drama, it's biblical, it's Shakespearean. It's it's just everything.
2: Even the setting of the Murdoch's real-life Southern Gothic tale feels like something out of a novel. Well, Hampton County is in the what we call the low country. It's a, it is a different world in a very real sense. It's almost a trip back in time to Mayberry. The biggest building is Alec Murdoch's old law firm. Everyone knows what the firm is.
0: For many years, there was never a sign out in front, and guess what? There's still not.
2: It's not necessary. For almost nine decades, three generations of Murdoch served as prosecutors, also known as solicitors, over Hampton and four surrounding counties. The job makes them the main power brokers in the area. Justin Bamberg is an attorney who will represent many of Alec Murdoch's alleged victims.
4: You didn't want to be on the the other end of what they were working on or what they wanted. You know, I mean, they've run the 14th Circuit Solicitor's Office for a hundred years. Tapped in, tied in, that's law enforcement, that's EMS, that's all the people who could make your life difficult.
2: It's a type of power that comes in handy at the personal injury law firm the Murdochs run in tandem with the Solicitor's Office. Valerie Borlein is a Wall Street Journal reporter now writing a book about the Murdoch family. The solicitor gets to decide who gets prosecuted for a case. If you had a problem or run in with the law and you went to the Murdoch firm,
0: they can make it go away sometimes, but then you owed them.
2: According to attorney Justin Bamberg, the ability to decide how and when the law is enforced as solicitors gives the Murdochs a leg up at their private law firm when they try a case before
4: a local jury. What do you think people are going to do? You go to pick your jury and there's the mother of this boy who the solicitor's office could have dropped the hammer on and didn't because Solicitor Murdoch looked out. Well, people are going to pay it forward.
2: Matt Harris is the co-host of Impact of Influence, a podcast about the Murdoch case.
1: The cases came to the Murdoch law firm because if you had a personal injury lawsuit, you were gonna win. And you were probably gonna win more money than you would anywhere
2: else. Eric Bland is an attorney with the firm Bland Richter.
3: A case in Richland County that would settle for $500,000 could just as easily settle here for 5 to $10 million.
2: Alec Murdoch is born into this dynasty of wealth and influence in 1968. When he becomes a lawyer in 1994, Murdoch uses his gift of gab and his powerful name to build his own book of clients. Joe McCullough will later file suit against Alec Murdoch. He was a lawyer who, based on his reputation and the family's strength of, of reputation, probably enabled him to settle many, many cases without ever the fear of having to try the case. According to an archived version of his firm's website, Murdoch's practice focuses on personal injury law, where he purports to help clients injured or killed in accidents or by defective products. All of these clients are in terrible need of an experienced advocate to fight for them.
4: It's absolutely the lowest point for most of these folks' lives. And he's just that regular run-of-the-mill country white guy from around here. Hey, Bo, I'm gonna take care of you. You hear, you you don't have anything to worry about. I promise you, I got you.
2: Among the clients who turn to Alec Murdoch for help is the family of Hakeem Pinckney, a young deaf man Pinckney's life is upended in a horrific car accident in 2009 that also involves his mother, Pamela.
5: Hakeem had got thrown out on his head, so he ended up having spinal cord injury from that. They operated on him, He, he became a quadriplegic. He ended up in a facility in Augusta, Georgia, on a ventilator.
2: Pamela Pinckney says a friend refers her to a lawyer who kindly meets her at the hospital where she too is recovering. It's Alec Murdoch.
5: He looked all of us dead in our eyes and our face and told us that we don't have anything to worry about. He's, He's our attorney and that he have our best interests. He would never do anything to hurt us and he's like family to us. I just took his word as his bond. That's what I did.
2: Like many in the Hampton area, Pinckney thinks the Murdoch name is one that can be trusted. And who could blame her? After all, the family has been the law here for nearly a century. But as the saying goes, absolute power corrupts absolutely.
4: Alex's clients were never his best interests his best interest was always his pocket.
2: In the low country of South Carolina, attorney Alec Murdoch has all the trappings of wealth and success that his well-known last name implies. It's all on display on his wife Maggie's Facebook page. There, pictures show her husband standing outside a private plane, attending black-tie affairs in New York, sitting courtside at University of South Carolina basketball games, and vacationing with his whole happy family. There are also shots of the Murdoch clan riding around in a variety of boats and other toys at the family's home and hunting property, Moselle.
0: Moselle is 1,700 acres. That's 20 minutes from town, practically. A lot of hunting, really good hunting property out there.
2: Murdoch is an avid hunter and it's here in the sprawling woods that he entertains friends and associates. But behind his lordly existence prosecutors say Murdoch is using his family's powerful legal legacy to lure in trusting clients so he can rob them blind. After the Pinckney family's horrific car crash in 2009 they turn to Murdoch, believing he will work to get them what they deserve. Then, in October 2011, Hakeem Pinckney, just 21, dies in a nursing home.
5: That was, it was like someone just ripping my heart out of my body.
2: While Pinckney is left to bury her son, prosecutors say Murdoch senses opportunity helping the family sue a tire company whose faulty product allegedly caused the crash.
5: The tread separated from around the tire, and that was the nature of us having the accident.
2: Prosecutors say in an indictment that the Pinckneys receive a multi-million dollar settlement from the tire manufacturer.
5: It progressed very fast. It settled out of court. We didn't even go to court.
2: The Pinckneys get some of their money, and Murdoch collects hefty fees for representing them. But prosecutors say he wants more. Two months after Hakeem Pinckney's death, prosecutors say he begins working with Russell Lafitte, an executive at a local bank, to skim from the family. These two old friends then allegedly use a large chunk of the Pinckney settlement as their own personal slush fund. The bank has not been implicated in any criminal wrongdoing, and neither its legal representative nor Lafitte, who has pled not guilty to state and federal charges, responded to American Greed's request for comment. But Bamberg says he knows exactly what Murdoch and the banker were
4: up to. This is money that was intended to compensate people who had lived through one of the most traumatic experiences, if not the most traumatic experience most people can imagine, and their money got taken, and the people involved didn't care one way about a broken-hearted mother or the memory of a deaf, quadriplegic young man
2: Indictments say Murdoch is just getting started in a years-long scheme to steal from his suffering clients.
4: Alec Murdoch was strategic. He picked people who wouldn't question him. He picked people who were trusting, and he picked minorities. One was a longtime
1: friend of the family. Um, He had a, a state trooper that came to him for help, uh, that he allegedly took money from.
2: Murdoch allegedly hides his theft by telling clients that their settlement amount is less than it actually is, that he can't disperse their money until their litigation is completed, and that their money is being used to pay for medical bills, private investigators, and accident reconstructions. No one seems to question him.
3: Alex preyed on his his victims who were his clients. They're right in front of him. And there's millions of dollars that come his way every year. And if you have a criminal mind, that's a bank sitting right in front of you.
2: According to the South Carolina Supreme Court, Murdoch has admitted to stealing millions from clients and his own law firm. With no one keeping tabs on the lawyer, whose last name stands for the law in the Low Country? Prosecutors say Murdoch's crimes go on for years. It's hard to believe that
1: this guy, the arrogance, to think that he wasn't going to get caught, that he just continued
2: to do it over and over again. But then you're like, how could he not think he was going to get away with it? For years, Alec Murdoch has been living high on the hog thanks to his alleged theft from suffering clients, who turned to him at the lowest point in their lives. Like plenty of people of wealth and privilege, Murdoch is too busy for some jobs. Out at Moselle, the family's 1,700-acre hunting estate, he employs a woman named Gloria Satterfield to work for his family as a nanny and housekeeper. Her sons, Tony Satterfield and Brian Harriet say taking care of others is what she does best.
0: Loving, kind, you know, comforting, protective mother.
2: The love she shows her own children is said to extend to Murdoch, his wife Maggie, and their two boys, Paul on the left and Buster on the right. Ginger Hadwin is Gloria Satterfield's sister.
5: You know, she took pride in what she'd done, and she wasn't just a housekeeper. She was more than that. She was family. She did it for Alex's son and Buster and Paul, like, they were hers.
2: But after years on the job on February 2nd, 2018, at the brick steps leading into the house at the Murdoch's rural estate, tragedy strikes.
3: 911,
5: your emergency? Uh, My housekeeper has fallen and her head is bleeding. I cannot get her up. Hello? Yeah, can can you ask the patient what kind of pain she's having? Ma'am, she can't talk. She's cracked her head and there's blood on the concrete and she's bleeding out of her left ear. Do you know what her name is? Gloria Satterfield.
2: Three weeks after her accident at the Murdoch home, Satterfield's life comes to an end. That day,
5: When I went to leave her, I told her I love her and I'll see you tomorrow. And that's when she said, love you too, and that was it. That's the last words we had.
2: For the family, it's an unimaginable tragedy. But prosecutors and others allege that Murdoch knows how to find the silver lining. Eric Bland will later represent Satterfield's sons that Alex
3: is such a a devious person, such an evil-minded person, that he thinks in ways that normal people don't think. And so from the start, I believe that he saw this as a financial avenue for him to be able to recover money.
2: Murdoch's devious scheme to steal from the Satterfields begins when he does something most lawyers would never do he openly accepts blame for his employee's death by saying his dogs caused her fall.
5: He just said that the dogs tripped her up and that's all we knew. And if anyone questioned us, just to tell them that um, they could talk to him.
2: The Satterfield family says that after admitting fault, Murdoch tells them he wants to make things right financially. The lawyer has a big insurance policy, and he tells the family he wants to help them file a claim against him so they can collect whatever settlement might come.
0: He's like, hey, you know, I know she's gonna have some medical bills and stuff, you know, so let me try to, you know, help you out with that.
2: But prosecutors say Murdoch is more interested in helping himself to the insurance proceeds. To do so, he knows he can't represent the boys and go after his own insurer. He needs to set them up with a lawyer, one who he can trust.
0: He was like, you know, I can't represent you through myself because it would be like a conflict of interest. So, you know, I'm gonna send you to my buddy and be you know, Corey Fleming.
2: Corey Fleming's LinkedIn profile says he once worked for Murdoch's father and there's plenty Murdoch doesn't reveal about the depth of their friendship. He didn't tell them that he grew
3: up with Corey, that they went to college together, that Corey was the godfather of Paul, his son.
2: According to a lawsuit, once Fleming begins to represent the Satterfields, he asks Murdoch's insurer to pay up, and Murdoch leans on the company to make sure they do.
3: Alex said to his insurance company, if you don't settle within the policy limits, this case is going to go to trial. I'm going to be before my jurors, and I'm going to stand up and tell them it's my fault, my responsibility for Gloria's death.
2: As the insurer gets closer to writing a big check, Murdoch knows he can only pocket the money if the boys never learn that there's been a payout. Tony is then serving as personal representative, or PR, for his mother's estate. The job means he'll approve any settlement that Murdoch's insurer offers. As the insurance payment gets closer, Murdoch asks a local banker named Chad Westendorf to take over the position.
4: Today is February 2022, the time is approximately... As
2: Westendorf will later make clear in a video deposition, his only qualification seems to be his friendship with Murdoch. What
3: made you more qualified to be PR than Tony? I don't know. Okay. What was your job? As PR, tell me what you were supposed to do. I don't know.
2: Westendorf has not been charged with any criminal wrongdoing and did not respond to American Greed's request for comment. But once he's been put in place, the Satterfield boys are left completely in the dark.
3: How many times did you meet with Tony Satterfield or Brian Harriet? I didn't. How many times did you ever speak to Tony or Brian? I didn't. how many documents did you send to Tony and Brian in connection with the work that you did as personal representative of the estate of Gloria Satterfield?
2: Done. Now, Murdoch can really get to work. According to Eric Bland, the day after Westendorf is appointed as the new PR, the banker asks a judge to approve a settlement from Murdoch's insurer to Tony and Brian for a half million dollars. But prosecutors say Murdoch and Fleming keep the money for themselves.
3: You know, you have serial gunslingers, you have serial killers. He's just a serial pen slinger. And, you know, oftentimes somebody steals with a pen. It's just as dangerous as somebody steals with a gun.
6: This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses,
2: get his hands on a half million dollar settlement belonging to the Satterfield Boys, attorney Alec Murdoch can't just write himself checks. That would be too obvious. He needs a way to move their funds to himself that looks legit. In personal injury cases with payouts, lawyers sometimes help their clients set up what's called a structured settlement a fund that will pay out chunks of money over time instead of delivering it all at once.
0: And the leading provider of that service in in this part of the world is Forge Consulting, and they have a big office in Columbia, the capital.
4: Forge Consulting, the real Forge, is a 150,000% valid company. Alec figured out a way to take advantage of the good name of Forge Consulting by creating his own personal accounts in the name of Forge, which then allowed him to steal people's money.
2: To do this, prosecutors say in multiple criminal indictments, Murdoch simply opened accounts at Bank of America claiming he's doing business as Forge. The prosecutors say that he created this entity, this bogus
0: Forge, to hide money and to to Make it look like he was sending the settlements to the settlement dollars to the place it was supposed to go.
3: There's a brilliance in its simplicity. It's like he spent more time thinking about being a criminal than just being a lawyer for his clients.
2: In 2018, the Satterfields lawyer, Murdoch's friend Corey Fleming, receives a $505,000 check from Murdoch's insurer for a settlement that's kept secret from Gloria's sons. Fleming did not respond to American Greed's request for comment and has pled not guilty to charges related to the theft from the Satterfields. But prosecutors allege that he passes most of the settlement money he gets from Murdoch's insurer right back to Murdoch. He wrote
3: a check for $403,500 to FORGE. Not the real FORGE consulting, but to FORGE. And that money was sent to a P.O. box in an envelope without a cover letter. Alex got that money, and then he would endorse the check or put for deposit only and deposit that forged check in a personal bank account. And it never got to my clients. That's the crime. And the boys, what did they get? Zero dollars. Have you ever heard of a case where the defendant, and the plaintiff's lawyer get together and say, we're going to take all the money. And none of it is going to go to the clients.
2: Prosecutors say Murdoch concocts the forged scheme in 2015. He allegedly uses it to disguise his thefts from an injured state trooper, a family friend, and others who have been hurt or killed in tragic circumstances. In all, Prosecutors allege in separate indictments, Murdoch steals more than $7 million from more than a dozen clients between 2011 and 2020. Meanwhile, Eric Bland says Murdoch shows no remorse about the way his alleged thefts affect his suffering victims.
3: Uh, Just so you know, just the darkness of Alex. Brian Harriet, his mother and him lived in a mobile home that was financed by a bank. After Gloria died, there was no money to pay the mobile home, and the bank foreclosed on it. And Brian was pushed out on the street. When my mom died, the trailer wasn't
5: finished. You know, my mom would not finish buying it. And other than my uncle's aunt's, I had nowhere to go, nothing to drive, I mean,
3: no job. Alex was aware of that, and Alex watched Brian Harriet get pushed out on the street while he's sitting on his
2: money. That seems of little concern to Murdoch, who keeps living the good life, for now. For a century, the Murdoch clan has ruled a section of South Carolina's low country. In recent years, Alec Murdoch has allegedly been using the respectability that comes with his last name to steal from clients who turn to him during the darkest chapters of their lives. But an event occurs in 2019 that will eventually lead to Murdoch's total unraveling. On a chilly evening, Murdoch's son Paul and five of his friends take to the water in his father's boat. Joe McCullough represents Connor Cook, one of the young men on the boat with Paul that night. The plan, I think, was to enjoy an afternoon and evening on the Murdoch boat, which was not an unusual occurrence. At the helm is Paul Murdoch, who is just 19. Patrick Carr represents Anthony Cook, who was also on the boat with his girlfriend Mallory Beach.
3: All because of his family's uh, generational wealth and success, you know, he had access to a lot of toys and things that uh, perhaps other youth in Hampton County did not have.
2: According to multiple lawsuits, that night, Paul has access not only to the family boat, but to his older brother Buster's ID and to his mother's credit card, which he uses to purchase alcohol. After attending an oyster roast on an island, the night continues with more drinking for Paul and his best friend Connor Cook.
0: So they docked the boat, and then Connor and Paul went to a bar. And the bartender has said, you know, they had two shots each, um, Jager bombs and and lemon drops, and were in and out in the bar in a matter of minutes.
2: After they leave, security camera footage shows them as they meet up with Paul's girlfriend, Morgan Dowdy, Connor's girlfriend, Mindy Altman, and another couple, Anthony Cook and Mallory Beach. According to depositions, back on the boat, things take a dark turn. I don't think that a group of 19-year-olds
1: going out on a boat and drinking is that unusual, unfortunately. It became ugly, though, when Paul crossed over to this other kind of crazy drunk, mean drunk that He was known to be at times.
2: Depositions and statements to police say that on that chilly February night, the young Murdoch strips down to his boxer shorts, does 360s in the boat, and gets into a fight with his girlfriend over his erratic driving.
0: His girlfriend at the time, Morgan has said in court, that he, you know, he got in her face, he spit on her, he slapped her, he was very all the kids said he was very drunk and very obnoxious and the the hospital records show that his blood alcohol level was three times the legal limit here
2: in no fit state the ill-fated boat ride continues
0: well you know the waterways down there are it's a complicated place to boat do you really need to know what you're you're doing to avoid going aground or or striking something
2: just after 2 a.m. Disaster strikes.
4: Oh what
0: nine one one where's your emergency? Oh, you. no.
3: Please fire Amos? Hello? We're in a boat crash on Arthur
4: Creek.
5: Please send someone. Oh, no, I'm coming. We're coming, we're coming, okay.
0: And then, well who's that in the background?
4: There's, there's six of us and one is missing. Okay, what, missing?
3: Who's missing? Uh, female, Mallory Beach, is missing. Okay.
2: With Mallory Beach missing, police, search and rescue teams, EMS, and firefighters rush to the scene.
3: It's gonna be a 19
4: years of age, white female. Negative, okay. Blonde hair, pink shirt, she was last seen in the water,
3: but they cannot see her now. Okay.
2: When police arrive, Mallory's boyfriend, Anthony, makes it clear who he believes is to blame.
3: He's very distraught, and uh, he sees Paul uh, being attended to by other law enforcement officers.
2: Well, oh, you're f- smiling like oh. you're f- funny.
5: Sit
4: down. My down. F- Go girlfriend go, gone, bro. Sit, sit You down. think just you're just sit funny? Down. Just sit down. Just sit down.
2: Just sit down. what right As angry as he sounds, Cook goes on to tell officers he thinks a Murdoch will face few consequences.
3: Y'all know Alec Murdoch? Oh, uh, yeah, I know his name.
4: That's his son. That's so a good look.
3: He knew that uh, Paul, because of his family name and family connections, uh, perhaps would get a different treatment under the law in terms of criminal prosecution than you or I would.
2: When Paul and three other boat crash survivors are taken to a hospital, police records say Alec Murdoch shows up with his father, former solicitor Randolph Murdoch III. According to a witness statement, Randolph Murdoch tells his grandson, Paul, to shut the up. And witnesses at the hospital later tell investigators that Alec Murdoch appears to be on a clear mission to orchestrate everyone getting on the same page.
0: He knows the implications of if if Mallory Beach is not found and the worst comes to pass, and he knows the kids were on his boat. And then you layer on, oh my gosh, This is going to bring a huge amount of scrutiny to our family. He's he's savvy. He knows that. And he knows he's got a lot to hide.
6: This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you.
2: For nearly a decade, Alec Murdoch has allegedly been ripping off clients unchecked. But in 2019, a tragedy involving his son Paul threatens to upend the scheme prosecutors say he's been running for years. A week after the Murdoch boat slams into a bridge, Mallory Beach's body is found in a marsh a few miles from the crash site.
3: The coroner's office is scheduled an autopsy to confirm and identify the cause of death.
2: It's not long before the young woman's family files a lawsuit against Alec Murdoch, claiming he should have known Paul was purchasing alcohol illegally. With plenty to hide, the revered attorney has a lifetime of legal experience letting him know this could spell trouble.
4: It had to cross his mind that, man, this case is not gonna resolve. These people are out for everything that they should get and people are gonna dig into my finances.
2: According to prosecutors, inside Murdoch's financial records are a series of transactions revealing a decade of alleged theft from clients. But this is not the only pressure he faces. In April 2019, the South Carolina Attorney General indicts Paul Murdoch on one count of boating under the influence or BUI causing death and two counts of BUI causing great bodily injury. People are beginning to ask questions about Murdoch and how his family uses their power to protect their own.
1: 20-year-old Paul Murdoch will be in court on May 6 to face three charges, all connected with the boating crash that killed Mallory Beach back on February 24th. But the controversy for many isn't just about the crash itself, but why Murdoch hasn't been booked into jail.
2: Walking free despite the felony charges he faces, Paul pleads not guilty and the Murdochs hire two of the best defense lawyers in South Carolina to represent their son. They don't come cheap. On top of this expense, Alec Murdoch's insurer, Philadelphia Indemnity, also files suit in federal court saying they don't have to cover him for his alleged liability in the boat crash. It's around this time that prosecutors allege Murdoch kicks his thefts into high gear. Stealing money, they say, from both his clients and the firm that bears his family name. But due to the Mallory Beach lawsuit, he can't stave off the inevitable. There was a key hearing
0: in the boat crash case on June the 10th. And it was a really come-to-Jesus type hearing. But Alec was under enormous pressure to release his financials, something that he'd been avoiding and avoiding for many months.
2: But the June 10th hearing will not occur.
3: now <laughs> one emergency. <laughs> this is Alec Murdoch. I need the police to passed immediately.
2: On the next episode of this American Greed special, with Alec Murdoch's alleged fraud in danger of being revealed, his hunting estate becomes the site of a gruesome double murder. It makes everybody wonder what's next, what's going on here. His life in tatters, Murdoch admits to a greedy new scheme involving his own bizarre roadside shooting. And when
4: I turned my back, they tried to shoot me.
2: As scrutiny builds, investigators link the Murdochs to new cases.
3: I believe he was killed somewhere else, and his body was planted there.
2: And take a closer look at past frauds. They said that Gloria
3: died of natural causes, and I'm just telling you, a fall down the stairs is not a natural cause.
2: And attempt to bring Alec Murdoch to justice.
1: What say you, Richard Alec Murdoch, are you guilty or not guilty of the felonies wherein you stand indicted?
5: Not guilty.
2: Thanks for listening to the American Read Podcast presented by CNBC. I'm Stacy Keach.
6: This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery,